Well, good morning. So as uh, Pastor Mark pointed out, we are in this Lenten series called God of Wonders, and uh, we're just looking at different things about our God that that leave us amazed, right? Leave us just stunned. And so we looked at things like the wonder of God's love and his presence. We looked at the wonder of God's transforming power and his generous provision. We looked at the wonder of God's gracious forgiveness, and last week, the wonder of his incredible knowledge. Today, we're going to look at the wonder of God's trustworthiness. And to get us started, I just want you to think about different traits or characteristics of a person that you would be looking for and with whom you would like to have a trust-filled relationship. And, and I'm sure there are many character traits that you would be looking for in somebody in that kind of a situation, that kind of a relationship. But let me just share at least a couple that I think would reach the top of the list for many of you, if not all of you. For example, in a trust-filled relationship, you're going to want that person to be honest, right? You want them to be able to tell you the truth and to be straightforward with you in all that they say and do. Second, I think you'd also want that person to be fair, right? You want them to be impartial in, and equitable in what they say and do. Uh, you want them to be able to um, you know, do the right thing in every situation. You want them to be fair. And I think you also want that person to be dependable. Right? You want that person to be somebody that you can count on no matter what. Well, the Bible says that God is trustworthy as well. Look at this verse. This is uh, Psalm 33. The word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all he does. In that verse, you find three character traits of God. Three character traits that I think align with those three that we just talked about, that I just shared with you, that you might look for in somebody else if you want to have a trust-filled relationship with them. For example, one of those traits was you want the person to be honest, okay? Well, the Bible, that verse right there, Psalm 33, identifies that God is, it, that what God says is true. And, and what God says is true because first character trait of God is he is holy, so God will never, ever tell you a lie. He can't because he's holy. So even though other people may not be trustworthy, God will always be trustworthy. Even though other people may not be honest, God will be because God is holy. Second, we talked about how we want that person to be fair. Well, that verse also talked about how what God does is right. And we can say that because not only is God holy, but God is also just. Right? He is always impartial and unbiased. He doesn't play favorites. He is never prejudiced. He is always going to do, because he's just, he's always going to do what is right and fair. And then the third thing we talked about was that we want a person who is dependable, right? Well, the, that verse from Psalm 33 comes right out and says that God is faithful. Right? You can rely on him to, to do whatever he says he's going to do. You can count on him in every situation. Now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to think about those three character traits, holy, just, and faithful. Keep them in the back of your mind because those three character traits are going to be what help you grasp the wonder of God's trustworthiness, especially though when life is confusing or when life is filled with difficulty or pain. You want to be able to trust in God? Remember, he is holy, just, and faithful. Jeremiah 17 says, Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. 
So for all of you sitting here today, for all of you watching me online right now, I want you to understand you can trust God. You can. He is trustworthy. Psalm 145 says, the Lord is faithful to all his promises. And while there are thousands of promises in the Bible, what I would like to do today is look at five of them with you. Five promises that God makes that come right out of the Bible, five promises that I believe will help you understand the wonder, and I mean the absolute wonder of our God's trustworthiness. First, you can trust God for your forgiveness. You can trust God to offer you forgiveness. No matter what you may have done, no matter how many times you may have done it, you can trust that God will wash away the stain of your sin and offer you his grace. And I say that because of this promise in 1 John 1, very familiar verse. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. God's saying, you can trust me. You can count on me to forgive you. And you can trust me based not on who you are or what you've done, but based purely on what Jesus has done for you through his sacrifice in your behalf. So what does that mean? It means that none of you, listen up, listen this. None of you should ever feel like you have to beg God to forgive you, because you don't. You don't have to somehow grovel or convince God to forgive you. No, you simply admit your sin. You say, God, you already know what I've done, my impure thoughts, you know, those poor decisions that I've made. You already know about my acts of disobedience. You know it all, but because you are trustworthy, and because you promised to do so, I'm going to you right now, and I'm asking you to wash away the stain of my guilt and forgive me. Based on what Jesus did for me, that he died on the cross and paid for all of my sins, I'm asking you to forgive me. And boom, just like that, God will. God will offer you his forgiveness. He will offer you his grace. He will do it every single time. And, and, and that's a powerful blessing to have, to know that God is going to forgive you. And, and he will forgive you um, because, again, not because you are trustworthy, but because he is trustworthy. So for all of you here today, I'm asking you right now, just, just know that God can be trusted. The wonder of God's trustworthiness is that when you confess your sins, you can trust him to forgive you every single time every single time. Second, you can also trust God to provide you with guidance. You can trust God to pray, um, um, provide you with guidance. W when you are faced with a problem or a temptation or, or maybe a situation where you feel confused, where you don't know what to do, God will always give you the wisdom and the direction that you need in that moment. Proverbs 3 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. In other words, don't, don't trust in yourself. Don't trust in other people's opinions. Trust in Jesus. Trust in the Lord. Trust in him because he will always guide you in the way that is best. He will. He will always direct you in the paths that are filled with his blessing. And he will do that because not only can he see the future and know what you need, but he will also, he, will, he also has the power to provide you with what you need to get you there. And while there are many, many different ways by which God will provide you with guidance that you can trust, let me share a couple of them with you. The most common way, and I've shared this with you before, the most common way, of course, is that God will guide you through the wisdom found in the Bible, right? 
The Bible is filled with insights and truth and wisdom. And obviously, the more you read the Bible, the more you're going to become familiar with those truths and insights and wisdom. So whether it's taking a devotional booklet uh, that we have provide for you absolutely free out there in the lobby area called The Commons, or whether it's your own Bible or a, a Bible app like Read Scripture app. I've talked about that before. It's a great app that you can use. Whatever it is, understand Reading the Bible is a great way by which you can receive guidance that you can trust. Second, God will also guide you through the wisdom of other Christians. God loves to direct you and lead you and guide you through other believers. And so it's always helpful to have uh, other people who are mature in their faith and who know the Bible as your friends. People who aren't afraid to say to you, hey, yeah, I know what everybody else might be saying, but uh, this is really what God is saying to you right now. It's always helpful. Those people are priceless. So bottom line is whether it's the Bible or other Christians or some other means, the wonder of God's trustworthiness is that you can trust God to guide you with what you need. He can offer you the guidance, to provide you with the guidance that you need for whatever you are facing each day. Third, you can trust God to settle the score for you. Now, this is coming across a little aggressive. It might sound a little aggressive, but you need to uh, understand that even as a Christ follower, you are going to be tempted. It's very easy to be tempted to want to take matters into your own hands when things don't go the way you want them to go whether it's in your own life or out in society, right? I mean, you could maybe see something on social media about some criminal who, was, who uh, did a terrible crime and was arrested, but then got, he was let go off on the technicality. You're like, oh, really? Or maybe you, saw, maybe you see on the news uh, about a landlord who refuses to fix the heat in the apartment buildings where hundreds of people are, are shivering in the middle of winter and there's deplorable conditions. You're like, really? I mean, that's just not fair. And you're right, Life isn't fair. As long as sin is in this world, life won't be fair. People will continue to do bad things. Innocent people will continue to get hurt. And life won't be fair for you either. People are going to hurt you and cheat you and let you down. Here's where I'm going with this. What you don't want to do is get so caught up in it that you want to settle the score on your own, that you want to take matters into your own hands. And I say you don't want to do that because of what the Bible says here in Romans 12, do not take revenge for it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. So when life has been unfair and you've been hurt or wounded, God's saying, slow down, don't retaliate, don't get even, trust me to take care of it for you. Because I will, God's saying, I will take care of it. So really when when, you are, when, when things go sideways in your life, you, you have two options. You always have these two options. You can either defend yourself, take matters into your own hands, which never turns out well, or you can let God defend you. And let me just ask you, who do you think is going to do a better job? Who do you think has more resources available to them? Who do you think? Tell me. God. Yeah, right. Option two is always the best choice. I know that option two can sometimes be hard, but it is always, always better to let God handle things instead of you handling them on your own. And if you want an example of this, of somebody letting God handle things for him, look at Jesus. 
Today's Palm Sunday, right? We got to march around, and, and this is the day we celebrate Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem. And, and people are, he's riding on a donkey. People are waving palm branches, shouting Hosanna, okay? Uh, less than a week later, people are calling, shouting out, crucify him. And today we know, we can look back and we can say, okay, yeah, this was all part of God's plan. Jesus was riding into Jerusalem for the distinct purpose to die, to sacrifice himself on a cross so that all people everywhere might enjoy God's gifts of grace and forgiveness and eternal life. So we know that. What we don't always understand, though, is that even though the very people Jesus is trying to save are mocking him and rejecting him and nailing him to a cross, even though uh, the way he was, there was nothing fair about how he was treated or even condemned, look at what it says about how he reacted. Look at this, 1 Peter 2. When they hurled insults at Jesus, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. How was he able to do that? Look at the rest of the verse. He entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He trusted God. And so should you. That's what God wants you to do. When you are hurt or wounded, when life seems unfair, God wants you to not take matters into your hands and settle the score on your terms. The wonder of God's trustworthiness, listen to this, the wonder of God's trustworthiness is that you can trust him to take care of things for you. He will. All right, fourth, you can trust God to keep you faithful, to keep you faithful. This is huge. And the Holy Spirit transforms your heart and your life. He gives you the ability to believe that Jesus is your personal Savior. But then the Holy Spirit doesn't say, okay, I am done with you. Good luck in being faithful for the rest of your life. He doesn't do that because you are part of God's family. The Holy Spirit will continue to lead you and guide you. He will continue to give you courage and strength. He will continue to put people into your life who will pray for you and challenge you and support you in your walk with Jesus. And that's, that's like I said, that's huge because you can't keep yourself faithful on your own. So God, you can trust that God will help you in that. He will help keep you faithful. 1 Corinthians 1 says, God will keep you strong to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God who has called you into fellowship with his son Jesus is faithful. And then amazing. But what if you blow it? Because you will. What if you are unfaithful? Well, the good news is that even when God can't depend on you, you can depend on God because he will always be faithful. Look at this, 2 Timothy 2, I love this. If we are faithless, we are, God will remain faithful for he cannot disown himself. God will graciously, um, he, he will graciously be faithful and because of Jesus' death on the cross, he will forgive you and restore you. And you can know that he will do that because the Bible also talks about how there is nothing that is going to separate you from the love that God has for you in Jesus. Nothing. Just last weekend, my wife Carla and I had the opportunity to fly to Minnesota uh, to see our oldest son and his wife and our two granddaughters, Brecken and Kaya. Oh, we are so happy to be there. She, Brecken's four. Kaya just turned two, which is why we were there to celebrate her second birthday. It was so much fun. On one, on one particular occasion, we were walking, and, and I reached down, and Kaya looked up and smiled and grabbed my hand, and boom, just like that. I'm in grandpa heaven. I just don't get any better than that. 
And, and so I was in grandpa, you gotta understand, I was in grandpa heaven for about eight seconds because then Kaya was like, I don't want to hold grandpa's hand. I want nothing to do with grandpa. And I get that, right? That's a two-year-old. But because we were in a parking lot, even though Kaya let go of grandpa's hand, grandpa didn't let go of Kaya's hand. Sometimes in our lives, we wanna let go of God. We wanna push him away and say, God, I don't wanna do what you want me to do. Maybe on Palm Sunday, but not today, Lord. No, I want to be free. And here's the thing. Even though we are tempted to let go of God, guess what? You can trust him to never let go of you, to never give up on you. So yeah, if you go you know, off the rails in your walk with Jesus, and, and then you come to your senses and you confess your sin to him, your waywardness to him, he will always, always welcome you with open arms. He will always be faithful in offering you his forgiveness. So, and, and here's, here's the point. Even though you cannot trust yourself, even though you cannot trust yourself to remain faithful in your walk with Jesus, you, the wonder of God's trustworthiness is that you can trust him to help keep you faithful. Wow. One last thing that you can trust about God. You can trust God to remember your faithfulness. Not only does God help keep you faithful, but anytime you do the right thing, anytime you do the God-honoring thing, even though everybody else might be doing the opposite thing, God sees it and he will remember it. So anytime you're doing some kind of ministry and you're in some ministry area and you don't think anybody notices or anybody appreciates it, guess what? God sees it and will remember it. Anytime you feel like saying, my spouse and my kids, they don't appreciate all that I do for them around the house. I'm just taken for granted. God sees it and will remember it. Anytime you're at your job and you're like, man, I'm acting with integrity here. I'm kind and respectful to others. And it doesn't seem like anybody else acts that way. My boss could hardly care less. God sees it and God will remember it. Anytime you act in a way that's in alignment with God's will, that honors God and blesses others, anytime you do things that, that you, do, you do something out of love for God who loved you first, God sees it and will remember it. First Corinthians, I'm sorry, Hebrews 6 says, God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help him, them. And you know what? I, I look around at you and I, and I think about all of you who volunteer and serve and, and all of you who, who help out here at Royal Redeemer. I, I look around at you and I think about all of you who aren't going to just be a spectator, you know, sit back and watch, but you're a participant. I think about all of you who are going to pick up one of these invite cards on your way out and hand it to somebody who needs to know about Jesus and invite him to come to one of our worship services. Maybe next Easter, come, have them come on Easter Sunday. We're going to learn about the wonder of God's victory in Jesus. I, I think about all of you who, who, um, who, who use your time and your, and your abilities and you get involved. And I just want you to understand whoever you are, God sees you and he sees what you've done and he will remember it. He will remember it. That's the wonder of God's trustworthiness, that, that you have a God you can trust to remember your faithfulness that you, that you carry out in your life out of love for him who loved you first. I shared five promises with you today 
Uh, and there's certainly many more that you can cling to. Why? Because our God is a trustworthy God. He keeps his promises. I, I really love this verse. 2 Corinthians 1 says, no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. Isn't that incredible? Christ is the key to every promise that God has made for you. In Jesus, because of your relationship with him in, through faith in Jesus, you, that those promises are unlocked, the promises that God has made that are reliable and true. And, and, and those are, they, they are true. And I can say that with certainty because that is the wonder, folks. That is the wonder of God's trustworthiness. So let me challenge you in a couple of ways this week, this holy week. Let me challenge you, first of all, to review the reasons why you can know God is trustworthy. Remember, he is holy, he is just, and he is faithful. Right? Keep those in mind, because when you feel like life is unfair, it really helps you to remember those three things and say, yep, yep, my God will handle it. He is faithful, he's trustworthy. Second, let God guide you as you read through his word. Again, it, reading the Bible, reading a devotion booklet, reading a, a, an app on your phone, it doesn't matter. Take time to read God's word because that is the, one of the best ways that God offers you to provide you with the guidance that you need in this life that you can trust. And then third, pick up one of these on your way out. Seriously, right out there, just grab one and invite someone and then go to worship with them. Maybe pick them up or maybe just show up, but don't, go, don't let them go alone. And I know this can be intimidating, okay? But remember, God will be with you, right? God will be with you every step of the way. Why? Because that's a promise you can trust as well. All right, well, let's pray about that. Would you pray with me, please? Father, I thank you that you are trustworthy, that this church, Royal Redeemer, is a testimony to that fact. Thank you that you are faithful to all your promises. And as we enter into this holy week, guide us personally by your spirit, so that now and always we might celebrate the wonder, the absolute wonder of your trustworthiness toward us. We love you, Lord, and we pray this in Jesus' great name. And all God's people said, amen.